0: This podcast is for Sociology 110. Um, we're going to be talking about the article, The Black-White Test Score Gap by George Farkas. Uh, that article kind of matches an article by, oh, forgive me, what's his name? William Lebove called Academic Ignorance and Black Intelligence. Uh, as with uh, William Julius Wilson and uh, Orlando Patterson, we're going to use the Labov article as the hammer, and the nail is going to be the Farkas article. Uh, interestingly enough, Farkas is a sociologist. Uh, I don't like his article. It's more of a culture of poverty approach. And um, Labov is actually a linguist. Um Long retired now, I think, but the Labov article is one of my favorite articles ever, and you gotta love the title "Academic Ignorance and Black Intelligence." Anyway, Labov is uh, also happens to be the stepfather of Alice Goffman. Um, her father is the noted sociologist Irving Goffman, so she kind of comes from academic royalty. Um, I, I should mention that when you're writing about Alice Goffman. Um, All you have to do is ask yourself, does Goffman's description of young black men in Philadelphia match Orlando Patterson's description of young black men? And uh, I think you'll find that the answer is no. Uh, Patterson goes on about how uh, all black men want to do is listen to hip-hop music and wear stylish clothes and take party drugs. And uh, that's completely different than Goffman's description. And uh, the other question you should ask yourself when you're reading Goffman is, you know, do these young men sound like they're irrational? Or do they sound like they're making rational decisions in very difficult circumstances? So those are the questions you should ask yourself there. Now, um, let's go to the Farkas article, the test score gap. There is a gap in test score results and SAT results between uh, white and black students, and no one denies that. Um, On the very first page of the article, in the second paragraph, uh, he writes, Some commentators attribute the black-white test score gap to culturally biased tests rather than cognitive skills. In fact, black children perform at lower levels than white children due to early experiences in life. When he talks about early experiences, as you'll find out when you read the article, what he means is uh, he's going to blame black mothers for not talking enough to their children and not using enough different words. This is a combination of uh, racism and sexism, and um, I, I really find this article kind of uh, r- ridiculous, but we'll see as we go through it, okay? Um, f- first question he asks on page 13 of the article is, is the gap real? And at the end of the second paragraph, he writes, uh, in, in this sense, the black-white test score gap is very real, with substantial consequences for the life chances of African-American students. So he's um, saying they do poorly in life because they do poorly on test scores. Uh, As large as the black-white test score gap is, it used to be larger. It decreased by about forty percent from 1970 to 1990, but it has held steady since then. Researchers are unsure why the gap stopped narrowing at that time. Each of the following explanations has its proponents: bias testing, discrimination by teachers. Test anxiety among black students, disparities between whites and blacks in income or family structure, and genetic and cultural differences between blacks and whites. He pretty much um, dismisses all these possible explanations except for cultural differences between blacks and whites. And he talks about that when he looks at the recent evidence. He, you do want to look at the figures uh, figure 1 on page 14 shows you that um, professional parents of the professional class um, use a lot more different words in talking to their children than working class parents and low income parents. So there's a class difference in how people talk to their children. And then on Page 15, there's uh, another... Oh, wait, I'm sorry. This was the number of words parents spoke to their children. Figure 2 is the number of different words. Again, professional people speak more... use different words. So this, supposedly, according to... uh, um, Parkus, increases the vocabulary of professional children. But the most interesting and important... One is figure three, vocabulary scores of white and low-income black and white children ages 3 to 13. What's interesting for Farkas is that the vocabulary scores of high-income black children is just about the same as the vocabulary scores of low-income white children. So this would mean that um, not only is a social class a factor, but races. Okay? Okay. And uh, I think I'll stop now and uh, continue in the next segment.